So finding a posture that feels alert and yet relaxed. being with yourself as you sit. Perhaps having a sense of dignity honoring yourself through being with yourself. We have the opportunity to meet ourselves fully, much more fully than anyone else can. And it's something that our system really appreciates being met. Letting the body relax. Allowing the mind to relax. And recognizing awareness. Maybe you're already aware. Are you aware? Recognizing awareness. Can be pretty simple, but we usually overlook it. Don't need to try to find the awareness. Just knowing that you're aware is enough right now.
what are you aware of? What we are aware of will continually change. Sometimes body sensation will be coming into the attention. Sometimes sound. Sometimes emotion, a thought. Sometimes whether experience is pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. Just allowing experience to be received. No need to change anything, find anything in particular, just as it is. How are you in relationship to experience? Is there wanting something to happen? Wanting something to stop happening? Maybe confusion or an idea about something that should be happening? Or maybe in checking in to the attitude, you might notice calm or an ease. Okay, things are okay, no problem. Just things as they are, 
coming into awareness. Are you aware? Curious about this experience of being aware. We may not be so familiar with noticing awareness itself. Usually we are more engaged with what we know through awareness. And yet we can learn, we can know something about awareness. We know awareness is working because it is experiencing. Because it knows objects. There are different ways that awareness takes in experience. It may feel like experiences flowing through one thing after another. In aware of awareness, we may be more interested in that quality of flow rather than in the experiences that are coming through. Sometimes it might feel like the attention is shifting smoothly from one experience to another. Sometimes it might feel more jumpy, like there's one experience that's there and it goes away and then there's another experience that's there. might feel like awareness is following, 
going out to experience. Or it might feel like experience is coming in to awareness. There's no right way for this to feel. It can feel many different ways. I'm being curious about how awareness is knowing experience. It might be awareness is focused on one thing. Kind of a narrow zooming in. Or it might be that awareness feels wide and broad and panoramic. Taking in many things at the same time. Are you aware? The mind has the capacity to recognize awareness itself. doesn't feel like turning around to look at awareness. To me, it feels more like opening up, stepping back. Sense maybe of falling back into the awareness. And the objects don't disappear when we become aware of awareness. We may be a little less interested in the objects, but we know we are aware because there are experiences happening. This isn't something to try too hard to do. In fact, if you're trying to find awareness of awareness, that will probably get in the way. And so just allow there to be relaxation. Be curious about, am I aware? what awareness knows.
Relax. Are you aware?
One of the groups where I was having practice discussion with Sayadaw, he reflected at one point saying that he was trying to think of an analogy for how to describe awareness of awareness. And he said he came up with the, kind of the idea of glasses. This analogy works best for those of you who wear glasses, but uh, maybe those of you who don't can kind of get a sense of it. He said that, um, you know, the glasses, if you wear glasses, your vision is not that clear. Um, um, Or perhaps you wear glasses for certain things like reading or something or for distance. And so for certain things, your vision is not that clear. But then when you put on the glasses, the glasses are the way you can see clearly. But we're not usually so interested in the fact of the seeing through the glasses. We're more, we're more interested in that we're, that we're seeing things. So we're, we're usually not even so much aware, those of us who wear glasses a lot, you know, we're not so aware that we're wearing them that much. We're more just seeing the world. But every now and then you can kind of recognize, oh yeah, I'm actually, I'm wearing glasses. We know the difference between not wearing glasses and wearing glasses. That's interesting. When I see this screen this way, it's just a bunch of colorful tiles. (laughs) Just a bunch of colorful tiles. And then I can see you when I see through the glasses. And yet you can kind of become aware or interested in that difference, you know, that appreciating that the glasses are how you can see. So there's a, there's a way, it's not like you're, it's not like, you know, it's not like you're looking at the glasses like this. You know that the glasses are there because of the clarity of the objects, because of the way the world is or looks. And the, um, Awareness of awareness is, is kind of like that. We know awareness because it's meeting objects. In a certain way, the objects let us see or recognize that we are aware. We don't usually experience awareness, just awareness. There can be states where the mind kind of attunes more and more to the qualities of awareness, particularly as the mind gets more 
stable, as there's more um, wisdom in the mind. So as the right attitude is present, you know, we can be kind of aware or attuned to the qualities of the, of the awareness that are in that wholesome state, the quality of, of uh, equanimity and ease or peace. And that uh, sometimes feels more like looking at awareness more purely in some way. We're not so interested in the things in the world. The mind is more interested in just the state of being aware and the qualities in the mind in that way. But there's still objects there. There's still equanimity there. There's still something that awareness is aware of. So it's kind of amazing, I think, that uh, our human minds have this capacity to be aware of experience and be aware of the knowing of experience, be aware of the awareness of the experience. It's kind of interesting to me that, that this is a way our minds are designed. But we do have this capacity. It's not... Um, it's not something perhaps that we've trained or cultivated so much, but in this form of practice that we're doing, this receptive style of practice, in my experience, what seems to happen is that through just receiving experience, without agenda of anything in particular to know or to see, without the agenda to land on any particular experience, what seems to happen is that this capacity to be aware of objects sometimes and aware of awareness sometimes, this capacity is revealed to us. And so sometimes in this form of receptive awareness practice, it's like we stumble into being aware of awareness. Sayadaw speaks about this a lot. And uh, emphasizes in some ways, you know, just recognizing, are you aware? Just that question right from the beginning. Are you aware? Curiosity about that part of that side of the experience. So he's, he talks about it a lot. And then encouraging this receptive practice, what seems to happen is that we begin to recognize the awareness as a part of the experience, as distinct from what we are aware of. And so in my, in my own experience, it's something you can't go looking for. It's kind of hard to describe. I mean, I'm kind of doing the best I can at this point just trying to kind of talk around it in some way. It's kind of hard to describe, but just talking about the possibility. It's possible to know that we know. It's possible to be aware of awareness and that it's not like turning around and trying to look at it, but just a kind of a falling back or a stepping back. We know awareness and we know experience. Sometimes we know the experience, the objects. Sometimes we know the awareness. Sometimes, sometimes we know both are happening together. That's a very uh, 
interesting kind of awareness of, of, of a way of, of seeing that I've, I stumbled into it. I, I hadn't heard Sayadaw actually talking about it, but I, um, I, I kind of stumbled into it and it's, it was, it was very clear knowing that there was awareness and very clear knowing of the objects at the same time. Earlier I said that when we're aware of awareness, it might seem like we're a little distant from the objects and that, that definitely can happen. You know, when we're, when we're aware of awareness, when awareness is, when the, you know, the awareness is more interested in the aware side than in the object side, the, the objects might not be quite as clear. But in this particular case, they were both very clear. And uh, I spent the next many hours trying to recreate that experience because I just stumbled into it. But it was very clear and very, um, very... uh, non-reactive there was no hindrance in the mind no reactivity in the mind at all and then the mind spent the next few hours trying to get it back (laughs) so we can cling to anything you know even these really clear beautiful states of mind we can cling to anything i got huge headache trying to find that state again it, it was a gift in a way. I mean, just, it, just relaxing, recognizing, opening what's here at some point. And I really think it is because Sayadaw talked a lot about awareness of awareness that the mind kind of just stumbled into this recognition. And so, again, this isn't something so much to do. I talk about it to point to that it is a possibility and it does begin another way that we begin to kind of step into it possibly is through checking the attitude because when we find the mind of wise attitude when the mind is clear it doesn't have any of those um, other filters on it greed filter aversion filter delusion filter it's much easier to see the awareness itself. It's much easier to kind of know the clarity of the awareness itself and understand that this is the way the mind is receiving experience. And so in talking about it, it's mostly it um, may just create an interest, you know, these We've been talking about sometimes um, certain states of mind happen where the mind is not familiar with what's happening and we can get lost there. And this kind of experience may be one of those, one of those things that if you're not kind of attuned to the possibility of recognizing that we can know awareness itself, it might just, we might just lose, lose attention kind of lose the uh, awareness because it's, it's connecting with something that we don't really know how to relate to. So this uh, 
a lot of what I talk about is, you know, just curiosity, you know, whatever is here, even if it's unfamiliar, it's like, okay, well, if it's unfamiliar, I don't have to figure it out. Let's just kind of hang with the unfamiliar. It can be uncomfortable sometimes to be with the unfamiliar experience. So just knowing that, knowing that there can be a kind of a, a resistance to something that's unfamiliar or a kind of a wanting to know what it is. This terrain of the unfamiliar experience. This is a lot of how our practice deepens. The Buddha described freedom. He used some analogies for it. He said, you know, it's the clearest definition of freedom of Nibbana is the absence of greed, the absence of aversion, the absence of delusion. Maybe we can get a sense of what a mind like that might be like. But, um, you know, we don't know what freedom is. The Buddha described it as the highest happiness, ultimate peace, and yet available in this very life. It doesn't take being, you know, out of uh, activity to be in touch with it. But, you know, we don't know what we're looking for there. And so if we are always oriented towards what's familiar, we're going to miss freedom. And so even though it's uncomfortable sometimes when we're in these places where things don't feel so like we don't know what it is, it's good training. <laughs> good training to maybe find our way to freedom. So it's time to stop again. Um, we do have a couple of announcements. We had a we had our daily meeting with the teachers and managers after this session, uh, last session last night, and we decided to change uh, Wednesday's schedule a little bit. So. Um, we're going to shift the talking session to the afternoon. So the talking session will happen at two o'clock in the afternoon instead of 11.15. And the managers will change this on the website, um, this is the schedule, so that you'll, you don't have to remember this right now. But just be aware that if you had kind of thought through Wednesday and what you were going to be doing, uh, we decided to shift the schedule. We felt like it would be a little more spacious um, to have that talking session be at the two o'clock time. So instead of the guided meditation in the afternoon, we'll have the talking uh, session. So on, we'll lead the talking session in the, at the two o'clock time in the afternoon. And then instead we'll have a, um, 
the regular um, guided or, or peer-led sitting, I'm sorry, the peer-led sitting at 11.15. And I think we'll probably need a practice leader for that. Um, so, uh, so I think that that'll be, will that be a sign up for the, for the practice leader? How, you know, maybe, maybe I, me and Anu should uh, take over from here if there's anything uh, you need to say about the practice leader piece. Yeah, there is uh, still two slots in the bell ringing schedule. So now there is the 11.15 period sitting in on Wednesday and also the last one from uh, 4.30. Uh, so if you are still wondering if you would like to ring the bell after a session, there are two uh, possibilities to do that on Wednesday. So, thank you for all your help with the peer-led sittings so far. It's been nice. Thank you. Any other any other announcements on? on It's a great day to practice mindfulness. <laughs> Whatever the conditions are, it's ideal. <laughs>